My name is Jeremiah Sinclair. I am a man currently vindicated. So you didn't kill her. So what? Now you got another mouth to feed. Aren't you the one who was getting on me for being a killer? Yep, but, but that's kind of my job since I'm your conscience and all. You've ignored me your entire black-hearted life. Why are you listening now? Not sure. I know that Dylan's weaponry will come in handy. At some point, I'm going to see Treadwell again, and I need to be ready. Well, your preparations are nice and all, but now you got to figure out a way to tell your wife that you're paying another woman's bills without sounding like a simp. Otherwise, she's going to kick every single bone in your ass. Once I get Lachey back, I'll tell her everything. No secrets from here on out. I wouldn't go that far, man. Not having secrets has ruined many a marriage. Like, like who? Well, Elizabeth Soyles, for example. Who? Beth. She had a fetish for feet and cheese. You mean she liked to, she liked to rub someone's feet while feeding them cheese? Like a sexual thing. Well, not exactly. She liked to smell people's shoes. I, I guess it got her hot and bothered enough to want to do the do. But one day, her husband caught her in a compromising position with the Nike Air Max. So? It wasn't his shoe, and he lost it. Started yelling about who was in his house and who she was cheating on him with. It was pretty sad to tell you the truth. Finally, she came clean and admitted that she had fished the shoe out the dumpster outside of the Franklin Mall. She told him about her desire and her fetish. She laid it all out for him. And he divorced her because of it? Nope. But he did something worse. He decided that he loved her so much that he wanted to make her happy no matter what. So? What's, what's wrong with that? He wanted to make her happy, but he wanted it to be a surprise. Sin, the dude stopped wearing socks. Anywhere he went, it was just his toes and his shoes. In the summer, when it was the most humid that this state had known for more than 20 years, it was his toes and his shoes. Just, just making love. Touching and sweating, brewing an odor out of a gag of skunk. He did that for a complete year. Got to the point where he had to leave the shoes in a plastic bag down the block. For a year, Sin. At, at the end of the year, he announced that he had a present for his wife. He opened the zipper on the plastic bag and tossed them suckers through the door at her. And what happened? All hell broke loose. See, she just liked to smell every so often. She would smell, get hers, and move on. But when he threw them shoes in the house, but when he threw those shoes in the house, the entire living room wall peeled off. I've been told that 20 rats ran out the door, saying they didn't need that shit. The walls, which was previously white, got a dusty brown hue to them. She, she gagged twice, threw up, and then she died, man. They got him for murder. Said it was premeditated. 
They said that he had been building up that funk for a year to kill her. He said he did it to love her. And the moral of this story? I, I don't know. That story just always cracks me up. But remember, what Lachey don't know won't always hurt her. But what she doesn't know in my line of work can kill her. Mr. Sinclair, you've done quite an admirable job in getting the objectives that Treadwell has for you completed. We thank you for that. To show our gratitude, we have decided to let your children watch a movie. He let them watch a movie? I guess he has a heart after all. We finally decided on Disney Cinderella. Good movie. At the conclusion of that classic, I read them the fairy tale version of it. Grimm's version, to be more exact. You've read Grimm's version, correct? Where the two stepsisters want so badly to walk in Cinderella's shoes that they chop their toes off so their feet would fit. And the birds peck up their eyeballs because they were naughty. Your children promise not to be naughty anymore, Mr. Sinclair. They just want to come home. Here's your third task. Have a good day. Wow, that is harsh. The text message came soon after, and I took in the information. Bryant McCall, a 25-year-old from Poughkeepsie, New York, currently living in Harlem. No children, no wife. I wonder if they want this guy eliminated. I've noticed that they've ceased to state that. Having not even left the airport yet, I walked to the terminal where a flight to New York was about to board and bought a ticket. We flew to LaGuardia and landed, got a rental car, and after entering the address in the GPS, we drove into Harlem. Damn, this place is pretty. Indeed it is. Can we go to Times Square? I want a deadline. I mean after. Afterwards, I'll be running. Why? If you're one of the best assassins the world has ever known, then you shouldn't have to worry about the police finding you. Take your time. See the sights. I wish I could, but I gotta stick to my schedule. At some point, man, you're gonna have to take some time for yourself. Enjoy the view. We've been ripping and running around like madmen for the last month. You need to rest. I'll get there. When? Later. We crossed the Hudson River and arrived at the corner of 124th and 5th Avenue. I stopped the car and got out. Where are we? Our destination. This is the park. It's where the GPS brought us. Look for the guest. He doesn't have to be a guest, you know. He could just be a... A casual conversation. Right. And if he casually pulls a gun on me? Then conversely, you cap his ass. We walked through the park, taking in the sights and sounds. It was a beautiful dusk, with the stars just coming out. People were milling about everywhere, walking, laughing, enjoying their day and upcoming evening. Music was playing. Children were playing, and you could smell the aroma of barbecue. 
and faintly, weed. Mary Jane! Quiet, fool. You know you ain't never smoked weed before. Oh, yes, I did. When? When we was 14. Where was I? I don't know. And that was good, because I wasn't sharing. Remember, I was sitting on my balcony? You don't have a balcony. Fine. Fire escape. I was sitting on my fire escape. I was sitting there, rolling papers in one hand and weed in the other. I was ready to get high as the sky, sin. The night was right, and I was ready. I poured the weed into my hand. In, into your hand? Yeah, into my hand. I, I had it in my hand, and I was just sitting there for a moment, enjoying the essence of its smell, you know? Uh-huh. So I'm basking in it, right? Just deep breathing, loving the scent of my first bag of weed. I was going to do this. I was going to smoke. I was going to get the munchies and buy out the corner stuff. I was ready. Uh-huh. I... I must have leaned in a bit too far, because on my last intake of air, a nugget got stuck in my nose, Sin. <laughs> Initially, I panicked and almost blew it back out. But then I was like, do I truly want to smoke weed laced with snot? It may have added to the high. Ha ha, very funny, shut the fuck up. Anyways, I... I just, I just snorted it all the way in, swallowed it whole. So you ate a snot-covered nugget of weed? Yep. Then I tried to roll the rest of it up, but I, I couldn't. Some people are born to roll, and some people, like me, are born to smoke. But since I was alone, and I didn't have a born roller with me, I did the best that I could. I lit that lovely little thing up and brought it to my lips, and all the weed fell out the bottom. I tried to catch it, but I missed, because the nugget that I had snorted had already kicked in. I looked over the edge of the fire escape, and saw that every human's worst fear was coming true. What is every human's worst fear? Pigeons. Pigeons? Don't front. You know you scared. Anyways, those rats was flocking to my weed. I started screaming at them to get it! But they weren't listening to me. I stumbled down the stairs at them, waving my arms and saying, Brrrr! Cuckoo! Cuckoo! What in the heck is that supposed to be? Pigeon noises. So, I'm brrrring, cuckooing, and they ain't leaving. They getting high off my supply, sin. So I finally made it to him and run them off, but it was too late. My weed was gone. <laughs> For the next day, I was on the lookout. If I saw any pigeon flying crooked, it was on. Pigeon swerving, I'm on his ass. I saw a pigeon that almost crashed into a window, and I giggled my ass off. Thieving bastards. So, you... Never smoked weed then. Not together, but I smoked the rolling paper and I snorted the weed, so if you put them together. Right. 
We walked past the amphitheater, the throngs of fans adoring the musicians, the amusement, the food. We walked deeper into the park, deeper into the night, searching for the man we were assigned to see. Is that him? I don't know. I was looking at a man, about 5 feet 11 inches tall, wearing a red hoodie and some black cargo pants. He was surrounded by six other men, and they were all fervently discussing the latest Julian Stevens movie. So yeah, man, you check it. Remember that part where he walked up the dude and just busted him in the fucking face? That shit was crazy. Yo, son. Bryant. Son, when he told the bitch to shut up and sit down, I was like, yo, money is wildin'. I'm telling you, hands down, Jay is the baddest motherfucker in the business, period. If you can name someone harder, let me know. Bryant. I'm telling you, that dude is going to be a fucking superstar, son. There's no way that this dude can't win, you know? I was getting pretty tired of being ignored, but in this situation, as far as I knew, I wasn't assigned to kill anyone. This was just a conversation. For now. Bri- Man, what the fuck do you want? I just need to talk with you for a moment. If we could- Do I know you, son? No. Then fuck you. Bryant turned and began speaking to his boys again. It was clear to me that this wasn't the way the conversation was supposed to go. I was supposed to be calm, and he was supposed to respond. Instead, I had his boys glowering at me, and Bryant was awash in the moment. Old ass fool trying to step to me like he know me or something. I should have went Julian on his ass. You know what I mean? Remember that part what he said to them three Mexican dudes? Bryant, Treadwell sent me. And that's supposed to mean shit to me? I hope so. Well, you lose, motherfucker, because I don't know that name from your ass. Your mama's ass, though, I know that shit well. Remember the converse part of this equation? Not yet. I will get him peacefully. Hey, yo, who you talking to, man? No one. Look, I work for a group who is under the belief that you have something... Or rather, you make something that is very valuable to them. Sup, you a cop? Far from it. Do I look like I push weight to you? I, I didn't. Hey, yo, you see a brother on the block with his people, talking about movies and shit, and you immediately think about drugs, huh? I never mentioned drugs. But you was thinking it. Man, you was black-ass Uncle Tom. Always thinking that young brother's gotta be slaying. I ain't got shit. Take that back to your group. I was sent to you because I was told that you make weaponry. I use it, too. We're prepared to offer you a lot of money for your services. Oh, money, huh? How much? How high can you count? Oh, okay, you funny, huh? Well, look, I could count to like three billion. It may take a while, but I could count to it. Okay. So that kind of money? Let's put it like this. You would never be part of the struggle again, brother. Okay, now you're talking my kind of money. I'm going to see y'all later, fellas. We walked away, leaving his friends behind. He looked over his shoulder to make sure no one was listening, and he said to me, Yo, you should be more careful you're talking around, man. I'm sorry, what? Talking about you speaking on having paper stack like that. Man, 
You don't know who you're dealing with around here. These people will rob and kill you without a moment's notice. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure I can take care of myself. Okay, okay. I'm just telling you. Word to the wise. The heads up is appreciated. We walked out of the park and over to a warehouse seven blocks west. I looked at Bryant, and he nodded his head towards the doorway. Welcome to my humble workspace. Watch out for the rats and roaches and shit. They, they might also be a pigeon or two that you might have to contend with. <laughs> Nothing serious, though. Welcome. He turned on the lights, and we were presented with an absolute wall of vests. If Dylan was a master of bullets, Bryant was easily the equivalent in vests. Are these all made by you? Nah, hell nah. But I know people who make them, you know? And they get them to me to sell to people like you. Call me the wholesale in the process. I pay them, you pay me, and we all happy. Okay. Well, what can you tell me about these vests? These ones? These will stop anything. If there's a bullet in the world, these will stop them. And if you're the wholesaler, then who's the manufacturer? I don't think you need to worry about that. As long as I'm here, there's no need to know that, right? Indeed. And if you're looking for vests, that means you have bullets. My group has bullets. Right. Right, your group. Well, as long as I don't give you the name of my manufacturer, you can't use those bullets on me. Always keep an ace in the hole, man. Word to the wise. Indeed. Besides, the vest that I have here should last you for the next 20 years, man. I've been wearing one for the past three years, and i never had an issue. Are the vests hard plate or soft? Man, they're soft plate, but still able to be used in combat. Soft plate makes for a lighter vest, making your group more agile. So what kind of bullet can it stop? Son, 44 Magnum, semi-jacket, hollow points, handguns, rifles, you name it. The makers of these things are beast mode when it comes to vests, son. And they stop any kind of bullet? Anything. At what range? Long range, short range, up close. Don't even matter. I know what you're doing, Sin. I approve. I need a demonstration. I took my gun out of my shoulder holster and set it on the table. What am I supposed to do with that? That is a type of gun that my group uses. Mercenaries the world over use this type of gun. I need to be sure that my group will be protected using your vests. Bryant stood there for a moment. I could see the conflict raging in his eyes, but in the end, the money went out. It always does. Okay, man, but this isn't going to have the same effect, since there's a silencer on the gun. That's going to stop some of the velocity. No worries. I just need a demonstration. Okay, give me a moment. He picked up the gun and pointed it directly at his chest. Are you sure that pointing it over your heart is a good idea? B, I'm 100% confident in my product. Okay, go for it. He pulled the trigger. As I expected, Dylan's icicles did their job burning through the vest and destroying his chest. Bryant looked shocked, and then he died. Never trust another man's gun.
word to the wise. I looked through his cabinets, drawers, and shelves until I found a cell phone. I checked the history and found five telephone numbers. Of those telephone numbers, two have been called often. Of those two, one was sporadic, and the other was like clockwork. Every four days, a call was made to one number, the manufacturer. I took the number in the vest, turned off the lights, and walked out of the warehouse. I walked back to my car and drove to the airport. I placed the vest in a locker and sent a text message to Clement stating the locker number that the vest was in and the telephone number for the manufacturer. Then I boarded the plane and flew home. Four hours later, there was a text message. Mr. Sinclair, job well done. You never failed to amaze me with your single-minded focus on the job at hand. And thank you for giving us an example of what these special bullets can do. We look forward to using them. Trust me. Oh, and your kids wanted to talk to their mommy, so I let them. Wasn't that nice of me? When they found out mommy wasn't at home and wasn't going to be able to pick them up for a long, long time, the moment was so precious. Really touching. Your kids want you to know that they are ready to come home. They promise not to be bad anymore. Have a good evening. The number that was left was zero. So, you've gotten them an item that makes you invisible. Bullets to penetrate anything and then evaporate. And bulletproof vests to stop everything except for the bullets that only they have. Yep. What the heck are they doing, man? Are they gonna build an army? Sounds like it. This is single simulcast. If you don't know by now, then you slipped.